Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to All the Sharks, No Bite, presented by our good friends at the Hockey Podcast Network. And the last time we spoke, the Sharks have gone from a team that was, I think, seven points out of a playoff spot. And I'm pretty sure I recall David Quinn was even quoted as saying that he was checking the standings, which is something that's usually only reserved for teams that are in the playoff picture um, or in the playoff hunt to a team that has lost 11 in a row and is firmly leading the tankathon. But the Sharks, in my opinion, are actually having their most perfectly executed stretch of the season to date. They've lost 11 in a row. They are leading the Macklin Celebrini sweepstakes. And I love the way that they're doing it. Yes, they are on a horrible losing streak. I think this is their second losing streak of 11 games this season. But they are at least doing it in a fun way. In general, they've been competitive, they've had a chance to win a lot of games, but they're not winning, and that's really all that I want, right? They're playing entertaining games, they're picking up uh, absolutely zero points in the standings, so it's fun to tune in every night, but they're ultimately accomplishing their goal, which is to fail miserably and hopefully get Macklin Celebrini at the end of the season. And it's great that some of the guys who have trade value have continued to play well and pump up their value. And I'll start with the goaltending. Um, NBC's Shang Peng wrote an article, I think yesterday or the day before, that there are teams that are interested in Kapo Kakinen and they're impressed with how well he's played this season. And I say, hell yeah. Like, who would have thought there would have been really any interest in him at all after how much he struggled last year? But on a serious note, he took a lot of flack last year, struggled big time. I feel like David Quinn talked a lot about a lack of confidence from Kakinen, but every interview with Capo, he said, no, that's not the issue. And I believe him. It wasn't a confidence issue. I think it was just a mechanical issue. So he went back to the lab in the offseason. He's playing more upright this year. And I think he's been a real bright spot. So it's good for him and good to hear that he's drawing interest from around the league as a guy who could potentially get traded uh, to a team that'll be playing meaningful games here in the spring. And same goes for Mackenzie Blackwood. He and Kakinen have both been really impressive, right? So they've both put themselves in a position where they could get traded and make meaningful contributions to teams that are in the playoff hunt. And for a while before the holidays, I thought one of those teams I would be interested would be the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, but it looks like I was wrong about that because former Shark Martin Jones has been absolutely lights out for Toronto. 
I don't know where Kakinen and Blackwood will be in a couple of months. Maybe Carolina, maybe New Jersey, maybe still in San Jose. But I want to give a stick tap to Martin Jones. He was really, I thought, a great shark for a few years and then mysteriously lost his game. And even when he had almost 30 wins for a good Seattle Kraken team last season, he still had a terrible goals against average and save percentage. But now he's on a good Toronto team. He seems to be refreshed, and he has literally been their savior. And I know that if he has one bad game, Leafs fans are going to turn on him. But during this hot stretch, it's been really great to see him getting the respect that he deserves. I still think he should have won the Conn Smythe in 2016 when the Sharks lost to the Penguins in the Stanley Cup Final, even over Sidney Crosby and Phil Kessel. But Jones has been really impressive, and I wonder if he's finally refreshed because he played a lot of games for the Sharks over that really great run of three or four years or whatever it was. He was a guy who played 70 games on the regular. I wonder if he just got burned out and it took until now to kind of recover and get back on track because it never really made any sense to me why he struggled so much. He had a really incredible run with San Jose and then all of a sudden it was gone, but he looked like the same guy. He was still calm in the net, still big and athletic. I really liked his positioning and his style of play. He looked like he should be good, right? Like he plays a calm technical style, which I love. So watching him struggle so much was really confusing, but he looks fresh. He obviously has a really good team in front of him that can score a lot of goals, which covers up a lot of mistakes. And I love seeing him back and kicking ass and taking names. Normally, I would say he's going to regress and start to struggle, and I'm sure that he'll come back down from this. You know, he's, he's sitting in the 930 save percentage realm. And I think it's likely that he comes back and re-enters the like, 910 to 917 range of save percentage, which is totally fine because that's really all that the Leafs need and that's still very respectable goaltending. Really, for the Leafs, they just need you to not be unplayable, which is what Ilya Samsonov was uh, really the entire season. So anyway, it looks like the Leafs don't need Blackwood or Kakinen for now. But for those two guys, their stock is up, and it sounds like Kakinen has drawn interest. So I'm really happy for him finding his game, putting himself in a position to play important games in April, May, and June. And it's good to see him play well, even when the Sharks have taken a step back. Like I said, they've lost 11 in a row. I still think the worst of the season is behind them. I think the regularly scheduled blowouts are a thing of the past. They, they may creep back in every now and then, but I think losing 10 to 2, 10 to 1 back to back is not something that's going to happen here to finish out the second half of the season. But they for sure have taken a step back. And the penalty kill is awful. They don't get enough of the share of shots on goal throughout the game. And it's easy to say we have to possess the puck more. We have to get pucks deep. We have to get more shots on goal. But there's another layer that's way more important than that. And so that's the what, but not the how, right? The more important question is, how do they do those things? How do they get possession? How do they get pucks deep? How do they generate more shots on goal and more high-quality, high-danger attempts at the net? And the truth is that they're really just not good enough to keep up with the faster, more skilled teams 
they're not good enough or fast enough to get the puck from them and transition and create offense. When I watch their team defense, they have no layers defensively. Like if the puck carrier gets past his man, he has a clean look at the net or a clean look at the middle of the ice more often than not. And the Sharks just don't think or play fast enough to keep up. Like we hear about speed offensively and team speed when it comes to creating offense and generating goals. But you don't really hear about team speed defensively. And you need that too. It's just as important, right? And the Sharks are showing during the stretch that they just don't have that. It'll help when Logan Couture comes back. And it sounds like he's close, which is great. He won't play against Toronto tonight. But it sounds like he is close. And having him back will make the team better. And he'll for sure make the special teams better. And it'll be a breath of fresh air to see him back because he's just one more threat for the team. And it won't all be on Tomas Hurdle's shoulders to carry the team and be a leader and generate offense. And if nothing else, I bet he'll make the penalty kill better. And speaking of betting, this episode of All Sharks No Bite is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. And if you're feeling frisky, the Sharks have their rematch with the Toronto Maple Leafs coming up tonight, and the Sharks are sitting out there at plus 350, so get in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code THPN. New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after assurance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. I want to shift gears a little bit and close out the episode by talking about something that's been a common topic around the league lately and really throughout the season, which is retribution and self-policing and cheap shots in the NHL. There's been a lot of talk about this recently after a few incidents. Notably, Cole Perfetti from the Winnipeg Jets got high-sticked a couple of weeks ago by Ryan Hartman of the Minnesota Wild. And Perfetti famously said after the game that Hartman admitted to doing it on purpose and that it wasn't personal, but he did it because of something that happened earlier in the game to one of his teammates. And he said that he had to respond in some way. And as far as I know, Perfetti wasn't involved in the initial incident. And whether he was or not is immaterial to me. Meanwhile, we saw Nick Cousins from the Florida Panthers make a dirty hit from behind on Columbus's Erica Branson, just drilled him right in the numbers into the boards. And then we saw Good Branson get right up and uh, exact his revenge on Nick Cousins. And then again, we saw Cousins take a cheap shot on Arizona's Yuso Valimaki. And then Valimaki's teammate Jason Zucker came to his defense and subsequently got suspended. 
And then we saw Cousins again make a dirty blindside hit on Winnipeg's Mark Shifley. And then Nate Schmidt and team came to the defense of Mark Shifley against Cousins. A lot of the talk and narrative has been about how to police the game and sending a message. And old school hockey players like Jamal Mayers are saying that he's okay with what happened with Cole Perfetti getting high sticked, even though he was an innocent bystander and that it was okay for Ryan Hartman to do that, to send a message. And then Jamal Mayers got rightfully put in his place by Jennifer Botterill on Sportsnet. And so I'm here to say this about policing the game and fighting and cheap shots and message sending and retribution and revenge and all of these like crazy words that are getting tossed about in what's ultimately a child's game. This policing and message sending is dumb. It's just dumb, and it will never make a difference. It'll only get more people hurt, and it'll only multiply the negative impact of the initial dirty hit. For how many years have we watched Brad Marchand just run amok, make dirty plays? What, it's been, what, 15 years that he's been doing his thing? And guys always go after him to send a message. And has that message ever been received? Like, has Brad Marchand ever cleaned up his game and changed his ways? No. Marchand was fined for slew footing just last year. It's been, I think, not quite a year to the day. So fighting or committing eye for an eye cheap shots has never changed anything. It's never made anyone shape up or change their ways, I feel like. Like, these guys keep sending messages to each other, but it appears that no one is home and no one is listening to these messages. The NHL has been around for over 100 years The cheap shot artists have never, ever gone away, and they've never changed their ways. Rafi Torres is a great example of this, a former shark. Uh, I hated when he came to the Sharks. It just hurt my heart so much. And he never changed. Even after a 41-game suspension for a cheap shot, it it never changed him. He got suspended so many times and never, either never learned his lesson or never cared to learn his lesson and even more benign activity like guys throw nasty cross checks and punches and slashes in front of the net to make guys think twice about going to the front of the net but that's never stopped joe pavelski or chris Kreider or brad marchand it didn't stop tomas holmstrom when chris pronger and scott stevens were out there being even more ruthless in front of the net So these idiots cannot keep fighting fire with fire and defending cheap shots with cheap shots in the name of sending a message. Like, it's not going to change anything. It doesn't work. It has never worked. And I'm not saying people like Nick Cousins or Brad Marchand should be able to just roam free, but I don't think this is a self-policing problem. It's not even an officiating problem, although that is part of it. But I think there's a, a bigger more insidious problem it's really a league problem and it goes all the way to the top former tough guy ironically george peros is the head of the department of player safety and commissioner gary bettman they let this happen and i'm bored of it i'm absolutely tired of it i don't spend my hard-earned money on tickets or my sacred time after work sitting in front of the tv to watch guys fight and take cheap shots. I'm tired of watching these guys basically bring the game that I love to a screeching halt just to fight each other and give each other CTE. 
Like, I don't want that. It's boring. I'm not tuning in for that. I tuned in to watch hockey. I didn't tune in to watch these guys, like, fight and seek retribution and get revenge and all these insane words that are being tossed around. And if these cheap shots were punished properly by the league, maybe we wouldn't have players fighting and retaliating for clean hits too. Like, that's that's the even more crazy part of this whole thing is now these guys are, like, so programmed to, you know, send messages and not get pushed around that we're now seeing clean hits regularly get retaliated against and lead to fights that should never ever be happening in the first place. And again, it's bringing these really exciting games to a screeching halt because these guys have to defend a clean hit. Like it is boring and it doesn't make sense. And I blame the NHL. I blame Gary Bettman and George Peros. I blame the coaches too, many of whom come from that old boys, like old school alpha male club with the antiquated mindset. Like hitting is legal and people like that. It's a good, clean, fair, important, strategic part of the game. Yet these hockey bros in the NHL, from the coaches to the players and the general managers cannot seem to handle it for whatever reason. Like hockey is such a great game but everyone involved ruins it. Like, everyone involved ruins this game. It's terrible. Anyway, that's my rant. That's it for this one. Rant over. Hope you enjoyed this episode. If you liked it, give it five stars on Apple or Spotify. Subscribe and leave a review if you loved it. Follow the show on Twitter at AllSharksNoBite. Really hope you enjoyed this one. I got a lot off my chest. And I hope you have a great week and go Sharks.